Online Podcast 467. Gentle whore. First of all, I want to wish all of you a happy Labor Day. It is Labor Day on Monday in the United States of America, September the 1st. And uh, a lot of you are probably enjoying your holiday, not having to go to work, not having to go to school, which is really awesome. Now, I also know that it is also the very same holiday. We're also having holiday, Monday as a holiday in Malaysia because of... Merdeka! Merdeka! Because of Merdeka! Yes, because of Merdeka, it is also a holiday in Malaysia. So on Monday, if you're in Malaysia, happy Merdeka Day, and uh, which is actually means independence. So it's Independence Day in Malaysia. Now you have learned something priceless. <laughs> oh my gosh, so I gotta say this. Pinoy Boy called me out, number one, for... um. Making online listener feels like they're a second-class citizen because I have to do a show for Penang Hokkien and I don't have to do a show for online podcasts. Yes, you called me out. God, you got me. You got me. Number two, for posting that video that I found about the ALS challenge, somebody who has ALS posting about uh, the ALS ice bucket challenge, which I will be talking about extensively today. So yeah, but anyway, thank you for calling me out. Uh, here, let me explain. Uh, that is true. That is true. And my explanation to the fact that I have to post the show for Penang Hokkien and not always for online is because online is kind of like a journal. And so sometimes my life just... It's a little boring and I really don't have anything to share. So that's why I, you know, I haven't been able to... Oh, sometimes I'm just lazy. And so there are stuff that happens recently within the last couple of months that is... There's stuff that I don't share. Like, for instance, work stuff I don't share. So that's one. And uh, so anyway, so lots of stuff happens at work, very busy, that kind of stuff, so it's kind of boring, but anyway. Oh, before I forget too, though, I'm going to Las Vegas, so if you have not yet heard that I'm going to Las Vegas with Dabelle, so Dabelle and I, were going to do a Ding Dabelle in Las Vegas, and let me find out the date for you. It is going to be very exciting, it is going to be in September and we will come on at uh on 21st of um 21st of uh September which is a Sunday so mark your calendar September 21st or follow us actually better yet follow me at John Ong on Twitter and you can also follow Ding the Bell uh, ding the bell. The bell is the one in charge. I want her to be in charge of our Twitter account. So she's the one who will be tweeting it. So 
catch up, follow us on our travel and so forth. It will be so much fun. It'll be so much fun. I'll be uh, probably posting uh, vines and Instagram and uh, maybe even do YouTube episodes of um, the whole time I was there in Vegas. It depends if I'm lazy or not because I have committed myself to a lot of stuff now even before I went. So anyway, so on the 21st of uh, September, it's a Sunday, and I I encourage you to come listen to us. Our show comes on at... Oh, I don't know when we come on. <laughs> Oy vey. Let me see. Uh, let me go to Pride48.com. This is how prepared I am. Pride48.com. If you go to Pride48.com, if you click on the Vegas tab, and then there is a... Uh, um, wait. Click on the Vegas tab, and then there's the an article in there with a link. Oh, the Vegas show schedule. Okay, so click on that. It's actually pride48.com/slash/vegas/slash/schedule. So our show, Ding the Bell, will be on at five o five. So just remember five o'clock because there's gonna be interstitials and so forth. But five o'clock on the 21st of September. So come listen. No, sorry, not five o'clock, three o'clock. I look at the wrong thing. I'm looking at, I'm looking at catching up. So it's actually three o'clock, sorry. Three o'clock. And um, yeah. So three o'clock, we'll be doing a show. If you're in Malaysia, it's probably, uh, what time is it there? If it's three o'clock, it's five o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. <laughs> six o'clock. AM in the morning. So that's very early. But anyway, uh, so you can listen to Ding the Bell there. You can also follow me on Twitter and Vine and so forth. And I'll be uh, posting stuff while I'm traveling. It's fun. I really like to post stuff when I'm traveling. It's a lot more exciting than just, you know, when I'm here at home. And uh, so, in, so maybe, okay, so this is what I may decide. If I decide to do... If I decide to do online, like an audio online, then I will post it. If I decide to do YouTube, the only problem about YouTube is is uploading. It's kind of a bit of a pain in the ass because I'm so used to fast upload now. And so in a hotel, it might really suck big donkey dick. So I don't know if I want to do that, but I will decide. I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted, okay? When I travel is when I feel like I want to be... I, I'm able to just share more stuff with you because, you know, it's not like boring, you know, nothing. Just work and then come home. Work and then come home. I've been pretty good, though. Uh, going to Vegas, because I'm very vain, uh, going to Vegas and also going back to Malaysia, I am preparing myself so that I'm able to eat a lot more when I am there on vacation. Because uh, I'm actually doing some. Not a lot of people are going, but you know it's okay. I, I the few people who are going, it'll be fun. Uh, I'm going to a Korean dinner with the Bell and uh, Mark, Musing Mark, Mark from uh, Canada, and pretty much coming back to the United States, I believe. So I'm. We're gonna do. I think it's a Saturday night. Yes, yeah, Saturday night at nine p.m. in Vegas. We're gonna go to. Uh, ginseng to uh, a Korean restaurant on the strip 
and we're gonna go there. It was kind of like our our tradition. Now we have done this twice, and we're going back this year. And Mark is going, and I believe that Daniel is going as well. Daniel Brewer is going as well. So anyway, oh by the way. Uh, everything that you want to know about Pride Forty Eight, go to Pride Forty Eight dot com. Um, the weekend obviously starts on the、uh, Pride Forty Eight weekend starts on the nine. Is it no, not nineteenth?、Uh, yeah, it is the nineteenth, Friday, September nineteenth.、Uh, all the schedules there, so you can go check that out. There'll be a lot of shows. It'll be fun to see a lot of people, meet new people, and see some old friends. It'll be lots and lots of fun. So now, let me talk about. Oh yeah, I've been talking about like trying to be a little bit healthy so that I can eat more when I'm traveling to Vegas and to Malaysia, and also part of that too is I have been talking to you guys about the you know the old school friends that I was talking about a couple of episodes ago that I've been reconnecting with some of my. Primary school friends and we have been kind of active talking to each other every single day, which is which is really fun. And a few of them, actually, quite a few of them, are very healthy and very health conscious, and are also very encouraging about doing physical stuff to get stay fit and stay healthy. Now that we're turning forty, well, I've turned forty, so all that. Is kind of making me a little bit more health conscious than usual, and a lot of that I'm not gonna lie. A lot of that's because I want to one look good. Two,、uh, you know Malaysians. When you go back, the Malaysians tell you when you're fat.、Uh, even when you're not really fat, when you're just a little plump, they tell you, "Oh my gosh, you're so fair and fat." And then and then they mean well. Yes, you know they mean well. Being fat is a good thing. Some point, not anymore. <laughs> When my grandmother said that you were fat, means it's a good thing. Like you, oh, you're well fed, you look healthy, and so forth. But not anymore. So,、uh, so they'll tell you that you're fat. So I don't want to be fat when I go home, and I also don't want to. I want to be able to eat. If so, if I'm slightly under my normal weight, which is very hard to get to,、uh, I want to lose like five to ten pounds. It's it's almost impossible. If I, I'm lucky, if I can lose five pounds, so that when I go back to Malaysia, I can eat and then you know put on ten pounds, and I really only have five pounds to lose. So I'm thinking ahead. So I'm trying to stay healthy, and so I've been walking. I don't run. I'm not very physical. I'm not very fit. So I've been walking about two miles to two and a half miles. Uh, for the last few days, <laughs> it got really hot outside, so I didn't want to do it. But、um, uh, the last few days been kind of tolerable, so I've kind of gone back into walking again. But anyway, let's go into the main subject. The reason why I have been, I have been really keeping this to myself because、uh, I just it, let me tell you. What I'm gonna tell you, this is about the ALS、um, ice bucket challenge. What I'm gonna tell you is merely what I'm feeling. Okay, like just like my podcast, I'm just gonna tell you what I'm feeling. So there's nothing against any one of you who are、uh, who are doing the ice bucket challenge, especially if you also donate. 
So this is the part that I, I I don't want to talk about the donation part. So it's obvious the donation is great and all that. And I'm just gonna only focus on the ALS bucket challenge. I'm not gonna do this, except for one, maybe one exception, and I'll talk about that after I explain why I don't want to do this. Reason number one is. Everybody knows about it. The whole world knows about the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge already. So when we talk about awareness, people are aware of that. And I am not a public figure. If I have, say,、um, you know, a million, a million subscribers, a million subscribers on YouTube, a million subscribers on my podcast. I would、uh, probably consider doing. I probably would have done it earlier on. So reason number one is that I'm not a public figure. I am not going to make a dent. You know, if I do the video, it's only going to the only benefit that I can see is you know tagging two other people or three other people, and then that spreads, which is a good thing. Now I have nothing. One thing is I have nothing against the awareness campaign. I think it's smart. I think it works. It's viral, and I think for a great cause, it's working. I love it. I like it. Now, for me personally, I'm just not gonna do it. And number one is I think that it is I'm not reaching enough people to really make a dent, and I feel uncomfortable because. The ones that I've seen, many that I've seen.、Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm not talking about you. <laughs>、uh, there are there are people who are just doing it because it is the cool thing to do, and if that is the reason, I am not going to do it. Because if I just want to fit in, if I just want to do it because it's cool,、um, I'm not going to do it. Period. With one exception, which I'll tell you later. So that's that. I can understand when Steve Jobs does it. Well, I can not Steve Jobs. I meant um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? What's the um, uh, Tim Cook? I understand when Tim Cook does it. I understand who was the first one that I saw. I can't remember. I can't remember who was the first one. It was very earlier on. I saw somebody. Was, I can think it was like a basketball player or something. Uh, famous people, celebrities—they do it. They get their fans and their followers to uh, uh, find out more about ALS, what ALS is. Now, I like those who did it, and they talk about ALS. And I will put this video on my website of this guy when I first saw his video. I okay, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. It was to the point where it was so saturated, right? All over our our, our、um, social media channels that it, it got a little annoying. Yeah, it did, especially those of us who are like ugh when it comes to、uh, internet meme and the craze about something. Everybody's doing it, and some of us feel like ugh, I don't want to do it because everybody else is doing it, and. So、um, Peter G, <clears throat> I actually tweeted that to Peter G, and he was complaining about it's like, oh, can people stop already about this this ice bucket challenge? Now, I 
I feel the same way. I、uh, don't get me wrong. I feel the same way. I am the same in the same position as Peter G. That Peter G. Ah,、uh, which I, I'm actually get to 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 have a little. Hopefully, Peter Peter. I hope that I get to hang out with you a little bit more this time at Pride Forty. The first time I went to Pride Forty, we didn't really get to hang out.、Uh, I don't really know you, and you were. Um, I didn't really know you, and I I think you were you were a little bit、uh, quiet, <laughs> so I I was a little bit intimidated by you, <laughs> so I didn't go say hi. But now now I will. Now that I know you a bit more, and so I told him, and I sent him this video. There's this video of this guy who has the、um, ALS himself, and also has parents with. Not parents. I think his grandmother and and mother had ALS, and it's very touching. You know, he talk about how, you know, some haters are. I'm one of them. Some haters are saying that you know it is you stop it. But every time he saw somebody pour an ice bucket of water over their head, he smiles because that means somebody else is getting more aware of. This、um, disease, I guess, and that is true. That is true, but I still don't like it when somebody does it because it's the cool thing to do. One, secondly, it is、uh, you get attention. That's the part that I don't like. If you are not a well-known figure, if you are not somebody who can. Have some impact of followers, many many followers, then you're not really doing anything. You're really only doing it to make yourself feel good, right? So I don't like that part of it. So, but if you do it because of good, because one of my friends shared with me, she read an article. Also, somebody with ALS in in Penang or Malaysia, I think, wrote an article about it, and he talked about the same thing. He talked about how every time somebody pour ice, pour bucket. Buckets of ice water onto themselves. He sees that as an educational opportunity for education opportunity for people to know more about ALS. However, the problem is a lot that I've seen don't know anything about ALS. They don't talk about ALS, and I don't even know if they actually donate. So that is the part that annoys me. So that's my thing. I'm not going to do it. I am not. I I don't know if anybody challenged me, but I don't want to. Actually, a friend asked me if we want to do it, but、um, in the private group. So, some of my friends actually did it privately and sharing it with the WeChat group, and they posted on the Facebook. But I just, I, it doesn't feel right to me. Now, the second reason will probably give you a clearer idea of why I don't feel comfortable doing this. Now, there's. Everything is not clear cut. After I tell you what I feel, I also have a counterpoint、uh, to that that I will talk a little bit more about. So number one thing is、um, the oh no second reason second reason why I second reason why I decided decided not to do it,、um, and also why I feel. Uncomfortable doing it.、Um, some of you may know this, and I've mentioned this, and I think I got even emotional talking about this. Is that my sister, 
I I mean I haven't been ta- trying to talk to her and exact get the exact name of what what she got was she did not have ALS I don't believe um but her symptoms her it it's the same this it's the same disease essentially actually now that you are talking now that I'm just thinking about it I think I actually have a friend uh that I went to that we 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 stayed in the same house. It's a student kind of. It's a house with students and and several different rooms. And she's a, a girl that I went to school the same college with, and she different college but to the same house. Anyway, not important. She I believe uh, had ALS. And so what happens was, going back to my point, the second reason why I I don't feel. Comfortable doing this is my sister. Those of you who knew, and I mentioned this on my podcast too, was uh, she was paralyzed and uh, just kind of like the symptoms of an ALS patient. But it's very fast progress, so I can't remember what it's called now. It also has there's it's it's very ugly. It's very painful to see, and it is. Very challenging to talk about, which counter the point of why this ice bucket challenge is a good thing. Even when people are not thinking about the ugly side of ALS, awareness are being made. But I, I still think you know you got to know something about ALS. So the videos that I'm gonna post on my website of this guy, young guy, 26 years old, I think, or 20 some years old. Who's diagnosed with ALS? And like I said, mom and grandmother had ALS as well. And uh, Anthony, his name Anthony Carbajal, he talks about the disease, and it reminded me so much of my sister when she was in the hospital. So my sister lost all. Mobility. Within a few days, she she kind of started to feel like a little、um, weakness in her joints and her her arm her、uh, fingers, and within a few days, she's she's paralyzed, and so she was unable to walk. She was unable to move. Her the only thing that she could. Mostly function was her her facial expression, her face. She can eat. There were times, though, however, where she couldn't swallow. So it's similar to ALS. It the signal from her brain to her body, different parts of her body, the muscles and everything. The signal couldn't get through because the substance that transmit all that the signal is gone. From her body, and her her body is attacking、uh, that part of the substance, and so she's unable to move. I wanted to talk to my sister. I know maybe maybe this time when I go back, I, I want to talk a little bit more. It was very painful last time I talked to her. The one thing that I told you that I when I got emotional, I remember was when how painful it was for my sister to see. My parents, my dad especially, 
crying helplessly when my sister is completely paralyzed and have to live in the hospital with feeding tubes and um, for oh how many months was that? It felt like two years. So it she was in the hospital for probably. 18 months or something. I can't remember. I have to find out all the real facts. It is very difficult to talk about. It is not an easy subject. And the fact that Anthony in that YouTube video talked about how ugly this is and therefore nobody wants to talk about it and nobody knows about it. So awareness is very low. So I see that when people want to do this, if it comes from your heart, if you really want to do this for awareness sake and it's kind of fun, do it, fine. I won't do it. Um, now here's the exception. If my sister were to have done it, having gone through that, and now my sister is now controlled. Her condition is now controlled. Uh, it, it won't go away completely for her, but it's controlled. She's on medication, and um, she's been the last several years, um, but last few years been okay. Every now and then, she knows when it comes back. So when it comes back, she would have to have blood transfusion. Um, was it plasma? Um, it's plasma treatment or something. And that was painful also. She could do the plasma treatment by, um, what is it on like the, I was going to say RV. What is it called? V, um, on through on your arm. Oh, I forgot. Um, IV. Using IV. She could also do it on her neck, which is very painful for her. And it's faster doing on her neck. So she's she's been very she's a tough cookie, I have to say. She I give her all the credit. And her children were kind of young too. I mean, I may talk to my my niece and nephews about that and kinda want to find out what went through their head. How difficult was it for them to go through that when suddenly your mom is totally um unable to function. They're always in the. My sister's always in the hospital because she has to be, have she has to have constant care. She has a plasma treatment every other day, and it's she gets very tired, and uh, there are times that she couldn't swallow, and there were times too when I talked to her on, on uh, Skype, she was unable to speak like, like clearly. Her he was like slurring because she couldn't control her tongue. And what's scary is when she started to not be able to, and it does attack your lungs, so you could stop breathing. Uh, thank goodness she, I don't think she's ever got that attack, but what was scary was she couldn't clear her throat. So her, her saliva would kind of get clogged and, or she couldn't swallow and therefore she would be choking in her own spit. Uh, that was so scary and so ugly. She couldn't do anything. She's bedridden. She has to be pretty much attend to every single second. My parents in their 60s were late 60s were helping out 
like taking care of my sister who's in her 40s and couldn't move. You know, she just totally lost her mobility. And being bedridden for almost two years, after it was a little bit more controlled, that she, and then she started to have to go through um, the, the physiotherapy to get her back on track because she hasn't been able to stand. So she lost all the muscle on her body to help her stand. She has to learn how to do that all over again. And having lived through that, I know I say lived through. It was easy for me. Well, easy in a way. I didn't have to do all the heavy lifting myself. I didn't have to take care of my sister. I didn't have to be at the hospital all the time. But my my parents were. I I I hear the stories about her experience, and I know it's painful. It's ugly. It's not nice. It's not at all cool. And. When I think about that, because it's so close to ALS, that I, I don't want to do it. It's not fun for me. It's still it's a very sensitive thing for me to be talking about. Let alone doing an i an ice bucket challenge, unless like I like I told you, my sister does it, and she challenged me to doing it. Then I would do it. You know how when you do something. Your gut, you can t- like your gut can tell you if you're doing it right or doing it wrong, or if you're doing it for good reasons or bad reasons. And nothing was telling me. None of my fatty guts are telling me that I should do it. Now, like some people, like I said, some of my friends said that you know I was so inspired by this person, this article. I want to do it. I'm not. Inspired by that, except if it were to have come from my sister. So that is the reason why I don't want to do it. Now, does that mean that I don't want to talk about it? No. Um, I feel like my my outreach, my my people that I can talk to is my my podcast uh, listeners. You guys, I can reach out to. I not a whole lot of people, but at least I can talk to. Um, I can at least have about fifty people, perhaps, that I talk to that would listen to this podcast, and so I will talk about it. So it is ugly that people don't want to talk about ALS, and you should. Uh, okay, so if you want to learn about ALS, and if you're lazy like me, you don't want to read. There is the video that I wanted to talk to you about. No, the, the video that I talked to you about that I want to share with you on my website. So go to onlinepodcast.com or follow me on Twitter. I'll, I'll tweet that along with when the show goes out. You will learn very quickly what ALS looks like, what ALS is, and how crucial the awareness of the um, the, the funding research and all that. How crucial that is. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna talk about. I'm not going to do it. Period. And I feel like if I if I talk about this at least on my show, I can at least point somebody who wants to challenge me to to doing this. That's that's like I'm not. It doesn't feel right for me. And I'm glad it insp- it inspired you, but it does not inspire me the way it does to some people. And 
And also, frankly, one word of advice is: if it, you're doing it because it's cool and it's fun, <sighs> don't do it. If you do it because you feel, especially if you're not like a famous person and and can reach out to a lot of people. Reason one: I'm not gonna reach out to many people. The people that I'm gonna reach out to are the people who are already contributed, who are already are uh, aware of. What ALS is, and are aware of the ice bucket challenge. Two, my experience with my sister's illness and um, how how devastating that image is. That I don't feel comfortable doing it. It's not nothing fun. There's nothing fun about it. And in fact, this guy Anthony actually said that you know there's nothing fun about it. But when you just have that split second of doing that silly challenge, you. You do that, and it's funny, and it's it's kind of silly, uh, and then with that awareness is being made, it's a good thing. So I see his point, but I just get my can't get myself to doing it. I don't know. I don't have to explain to anybody why I don't want to do it, but somebody asked me. Actually, a friend of mine asked me. She said.、Um, She asked me. This is a private group, so she asked me if you want to, if I want to do this with the group, and I said I'm not going to do it. Maybe someday I'll explain to you why. And so I've been thinking about why, and finally,、uh, one day, just a few days later, I explained to her briefly why I don't want to do this. Two reasons, the same reasons I gave you, are the reasons why I don't want to do this. So,、um, there, it's explained. It's out there. Um, if you want to do it, do it. Don't let me stop you from doing it. But do donate if you want to. If you don't want to do it, just donate.、Uh, and also, there are other things too. There are other things you can donate. There are other causes and there are other diseases that you can be helping out as well. But I feel like for ALS patients,、uh, it's a good thing. So that's that. That's all I'm gonna say. And um, yeah. Switching gear, very quickly.、Uh, this past week, I went to on Friday. I actually went to.、Uh, I've been researching and reading about the TSA pre-check. <laughs> This is really switching gear from ALS to TSA. So,、um, I. But my experience was pretty good. So let me tell you what it is. The TSA pre-check. Some airports, some airlines support that, where you kind of. Pay eighty five dollars, you get your background check, and you prove all your documents. They verify and make sure that you're the right person and you're low risk. And they pre they allow you to get a pre check, meaning you don't have to do the regular, uh, take your liquids out from your bag, your computer out from your bag, and take your shoes off and take your belts off and your light jackets off. All those. Hassle that we think about when we travel by flight by plane, you don't have to go through all that if you go through the TSA pre-check. So what I did was I researched a little bit about it, and then I went to actually I pre-apply online with my info, and then I went into a physical,、uh, I don't know what it is. It's like a an office space where they took my fingerprints and took my passport. Well, not took my passport. They took verify my passport and so forth. Uh, making sure that I am who I am, 
I am what I am. And so I did that and then verify my social security number, blah, 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 all those kind of stuff. And then, um, and then I paid my $85. It's kind of pricey. $85, but it lasts for five years. So I'm hoping that I'll get that so that I don't have to go th through the... And the line is typically shorter too. So I'm hoping that I'll, I'll be able to get that. And uh, then my travel to Vegas will be more pleasant. My travel to Malaysia will be more pleasant. And all my traveling within the next five years will be a little bit more pleasant because I don't have to go to the TSA line or normal TSA line I still go through the same security just not as extensively as most people especially last time when I went to when I left Vegas the airport was so crowded so many people so I'm hoping that I can actually zip through the line a lot quicker that way so that is that that's what's happened to my life the last several weeks and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I love it that you follow me on Twitter at John Ong. You can also listen to me, uh, not listen, but you can also leave me comments online at gmail.com or leave me comments on my website, onlinepodcast.com. Go check out Anthony uh, Carberhall's video on my website. And uh, I'll see you next time I do a podcast, hopefully soon. Bye, and don't forget to smile. Bye.